1: Hey everybody, welcome to Singles from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Brought to you as always by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies all the days of the week, discounted prices, free shipping if you live in America, Mm -hmm. nothing if you don't.
0: Yeah. As you deserve. No dice. Canadians. It's not our policy.
1: (laughs) Uh, I am your host, Reese, aka Rhesius as I am known sometimes on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And with me is the salty banana himself, Mr. Jason. Hello. Round. Hello. So, thank you for joining us for episode 660 Whoa. of Signals from the Frontline. Today we're going to talk about SoCal Open as the main topic of uh, discussion, but before we get to that, what is up for pre-order this week,
0: banana? Um, a couple battle tomes. Tell me more. For Age of Sigmar. What's it called? Feast of Bones? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Feast of Bones itself. It's an
1: unfortunate name.
0: Yeah. It must mean something different in the England, in the England, I'm not sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a box set, Feast of Bones, um, but unfortunately it is sold out. So anyone who ordered it from us uh, got it. Um, so that's great for the period. or But at this point, it is now out of stock, possibly forever. Soon to be on eBay for about $400 a piece. Four million dollars. Pablo's already nodding his head. Um, yeah. So, but the Battle Tomes are available. I'm assuming the contents of the box will probably be available separately in a, in a couple months as they normally do.
1: It was, I think there was only two models in it that were yeah. like unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, I could be wrong, but I think it was only the Bone Daddy guy.
0: The Tyrant, the Ogre Tyrant. It's new. Uh, as well. You can't buy them individually? Not yet. Oh, okay. They, I'm sure it'll be soon. No, no, they, they, they they do it work. for everything except strangely enough Shadow Spear. Uh we have not seen any of the Chaos stuff yeah, separately, which is strange. But anyways, but
1: they did have a psychic awakening preview that featured a lot of the Chaos spaceships.
0: They did, and we'll get to that in oh, they, just, they just a second. A That's yeah. It. But did you want to talk about these battle tombs real quick cuz no, we about we had the preview copies at the SoCal Open and um they were really popular. I actually read through both of them. Um, very cool, very yeah. very cool. Yeah, Guildyard
1: Bone Reapers, brand new faction, very cool looking. Uh, the players there, the competitive AOS players there, both said both books looked really good. Yeah, a couple of guys were actually picking up the Bone Reapers as their next army, uh, and then the Warhammer community site has been showing off like all the crazy different ways you can play them. Like you can take all cavalry, mm-hmm. you can do an artillery army, and take a bunch of the catapults um you can do like an infantry horde and the same with the the, the Ogor Ma tribes or ogres they're even more like diverse in the way that you can play them like you can take all thunder tusks like the the guys riding mm-hmm. on top of the ogres riding on um either the the big boars or the uh woolly mammoth type models mm-hmm. or you can do a horde of infantry or it's just it's really cool how many different ways you can play both these <clears> books and again, I'm, I'm really happy to see them taking all these little mini factions, yeah, and putting them back into their, what, in my opinion, rightful place in a, a a book where it makes sense, right? Like having them all separated was silly, in my opinion. So I'm I'm really glad mm. that we're like with, piece of chaos and Ogors and the free cities, like yeah. you're starting to get like a lot more options per battle tone.
0: Yeah, the background of the uh, the bone reapers is actually really cool. That would that's what drew me in was the fluff. Um the background of it, like it's a new Mortark for uh, Nagash. So, you know, like basically every, on un- un- the death faction, each one has like a leader. That's like the Mortark, which is like the Lieutenant for Le- Nagash. So there's a new one and he's really cool. They have some really good uh, fiction about him. Well, I liked. It well, they, they were talking about, they showed how like he, he's like a major, so he has like a general, but he has like all this like attendant staff that he like has do, do stuff for him. And, um, and so basically what the Bone Reapers are, is um they will go to settlements and go to cities and nagash doesn't want to wipe out all of life immediately because he's like that would be a great feast but then there'd be nothing else so yeah. he he wants to like make it linger he basically treats life as like cattle like it's, it's ongoing sustenance but the overall goal is to eventually conquer every living form including uh the demonic things too uh in all the realms at some point. But so what the bone reapers do, it's his his legion like um that goes out and goes to these these settlements and, and these uh, civilizations and they take a, a bone tithe essentially. It's like you owe us this much bone um and we'll come back periodically and get it. And so then they have to do that and if they don't they get wiped out. Um and so, um, so like, do they
1: give them like dead people?
0: They do. And they don't care how they get the bones they just want them and so uh there's a really funny uh, kind of a really good story about like a human like a free people settlement that's like going out to meet they, they basically show up in front of the city and they have to go out and they, they talk to like the, the leader of the the bone reapers and they're like um okay like we have your offering like and, and so they, they there's like a, a cattle cart that's full of bones and they go and check it and they're like these aren't these aren't human bones and then they're like attack and the humans and the elves and stuff try to like wipe them out and then the the bone reapers just kill them all <laughs> but it's just like a lot of little stories like that um and then uh yeah the main dude is like a a, a badass he's like a like, almost like a um one of the god like Ilarial himself himself like he's really really powerful um yeah it's just new you know what i mean it's cool it's really new it's it, you don't see that a lot so. Yeah,
1: they're really trying to blaze a new path, right? Like yeah. this is not your Tolkien fantasy. Right. Um, even the old world was really kind of vanilla. It was cool. It had a lot of, like, a lot of depth. And as I was saying, actually playing the Total War games mm-hmm. hilariously, yeah, got me really into the fantasy setting. I wasn't before not super interested in it. And there's a lot of depth there, and it, it's cool. But it's definitely kind of a vanilla fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And all the new stuff for Sigmar, they are definitely going down their own road yeah right? like this is wild it's way out
0: there super high fantasy the realms make sense now
1: as much as they can yeah
0: i mean like they make sense i guess they're more formed is, is what i meant yeah like when it first came out it didn't really make a lot of sense like these just magical yeah. lands that are connected somehow um, there, like what, what is yeah yeah i guess they'd be like it's a land of all fire like well how do people live in all fire like yeah. if they lived in an upside down mountain on a lake of fire like what okay. <laughs> okay but um that's all being, stre- like...
1: Yeah, it's really cool. And then they, they added in, like, a bite attack onto the mm-hmm. uh, Ogores. Um, yeah. And there, there's a ton of different ways to, to play them. Like we were saying earlier, depending on who you make your general, uh, it, it opens up a wide variety of uh, battle line or troops uh, choices to you so you can make a themed army. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I really like about Age of Sigmar. You don't get it in 40k too much. Like, you don't swap the force sword chart um, slots, like, at all, mm-hmm. really. But uh, in AOS, that's a big part of it, so that you can make a right. the themed army, right? Like, if you take your general on a, a woolly mammoth or a, a thunder tusk, whatever the specific model is, you can take all of those as battle lines, so you can have a whole army of like monsters, which is it's cool, yeah. right? Like it's it's really thematic.
0: I think, at least in my interpretation of the competitive atmosphere, there are only there's certain ways to play each faction competitively that most people kind of gear their army towards like, where it's like known, this is the way to play these guys in a competitive setting. But I think just in general though, yeah, you can like, so the, the ogres have like, uh, the noblars, you know, little green guys that like, yeah. go and help them out. You need like a whole army of those guys if you wanted to, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, very cool. I, agree this, I,
1: I I've always wanted to, to make an ogre army. I sound like a broken record. I'm <laughs> always like, I want to make this army, in need to yeah. sing more. But, uh, ever since they came out, you know, 15 years ago or whatever at this point, the ogre models have held up really, really well. They're really just cool models, and I've painted some up for D and D, and I've always had a, a lot of fun painting them up. Like they're just neat models. They're very easy to paint because they're so big, uh, and you can go really kind of go wild with them. Uh, so I've always been tempted to do an ogre army, and maybe, maybe I will. Still working on my free my free cities yeah.
0: army though, because there's like 120 models. You still have you have a lot done with that army though.
1: Well, I have to thank Mariana for that because she's painted at least half of it.
0: (laughs) Like that's almost fully fleshed out. Yep, it's almost it's
1: a totally tournament worthy army. Mm -hmm. I just haven't done the detail work on all the units yet. And the free cities are good; they're really fun. Uh, Talking to the people in the competitive community, they're saying they're not doing super well in the competitive scene right Mm now. Um, Well, you know, we need more data to draw any conclusions. But as I was telling them, I was like, I've only lost the games I've lost because of my lack of experience i've been smushing everybody i've been playing mm-hmm. and i've been playing like really really good armies in the meadow with skilled generals and the free cities i just you, you do so much more damage than they do but it's hard to win the mission with them because they're not at least the way i play it, it's not very mobile mm-hmm. so um, i could see that being a, a, an issue And they don't summon in stuff like if all the other armies have ways most of the other armies have ways to bring in more units uh like slanesh which is the dominant army in competitive AOS right now can bring in like two three units a turn. It's Do nuts. they pay points for those? Or is yeah, they always... get they get like you know, yeah. uh, creepo points or whatever they like...
0: Yeah, I have heard that Slanesh is like the, the space marines right now. Yeah. Marine. yeah, yeah. yeah. At the Although
1: interesting, somewhere. interestingly, at uh, the SoCal Open they did not. There was no uh, Slanesh players like in the top ten, which interesting. everybody was really kind of surprised about. But that. those
0: players like um, they don't call for bans and stuff. Like, from what I've seen, at least, because I don't, like, I'm not 100% dialed in, but a lot of their thinking is, like, yeah, it's really good, but you need to build, you know, find a way to beat it. Let's wait to see if Games Workshop will fix it. There's not as huge of a... I mean, you get the same reaction. reaction,
1: You get the same reactions in their community as you do in any other gaming community. People, this is broken, that's broken. Yeah. But uh, the big thing about Age of Sigmar is that killing stuff, like, literally has zero impact on winning the mission if
0: you play out of the book. Yeah. It's only about holding objectives you can just know that you're going to lose most of your stuff yeah. like you can't don't get emotionally invested in your no. units
1: things yeah. die faster in aos than they do in 40k because mm-hmm. the damage spills over so yeah. a guy that has a six damage sword just three wounds you pick up 18 one wound models yeah <laughs> it's nuts right so at any rate those are new and exciting and the, yeah. the age of Sigmar community is really fired up about it and of course just tabletop gamers in general Love to see new models, myself included, and there is a lot of new models Mm -hmm. coming out with these releases. Very, very cool stuff. If you want to grab them from Frontline Gaming, you can do so at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States. Uh, GW also put up another teaser for Psychic Awakening. This one had the teaser words Faith and Fury also showed off. Uh, a couple of uh, faction icons, uh, including the Chaos Space Marine Legions, mm-hmm. Sisters of Battle, and Black Templars. So one could surmise that the next offering in Psychic Awakening is going to be featuring those factions. Mm-hmm. And I will give a little a little kind of meaningless teaser, but a fun one. Um, if you're a Chaos Space Marine player that plays Chaos Space Marines, if you like the Legions, I think you're going to be extremely happy. Um, we'll see. Someone's always going to be not happy <laughs> no matter what you do. But I know it, for me personally, yeah. I wore this shirt on purpose. Oh, because as someone who loves the night Lords, I know I am very happy.
0: That was one of the icons that they showed. It was that word bears. I think it was all the legions. I don't know. I don't think it was all. Of them. I think it was a few, oh, but well, still whatever. like night, the night Lords were, that was one of the icons. Um, they also showed salamander. Icon, which might show that other stuff might be coming out for the salamander soon. Um, Black Templars. So people know at this point that Black Templars were not included uh, in the Imperial Fists supplement. Yep. Interestingly enough. But yeah. now we're seeing the, the icon, so hmm.
1: Maybe they're getting something special just for them. Yeah. So I, I to, hope. What do we say? I hope
0: they do. That was my first Space Marine Army was they, Black Templars. And they're
1: like the, one of the coolest looking Well, if they really Space wanted
0: Marines. to go to town with like cool new Primaris like modeling options... The Black Templars, man, are where it's at. They're like they're literally Space Marine Knights.
1: Yeah, they're Crusading Knights. Like yes, it's on the nose. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. love the way their color scheme. Like you can never go wrong mixing black, red, and white as mm-hmm. the the primary colors for an army. You like you can never miss with that. It's such yeah. a good uh, uh, base set of colors, and then all the like the Teutonic Knight iconography and all that. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really haven't been. Much of a thing since they first came out, way back in fourth edition. Yeah, I think it might have even been third. But
0: they had their own codex for a hot minute. Yeah, and they were yeah. really good, and they were different. You know, they had the big, the big giant units. They're hordes that they would move towards you when they started taking casualties.
1: Yeah, if they, if you killed one model, they ran either forward or backwards. Yeah, no matter what. Um, and then yeah, to be fair, like that a... I
0: had a whole unit run off the board one time. Yep. Because it was too close to the board edge.
1: It was a weird mechanic, <laughs> but. Is...
0: Yeah, that was during like phase out time and stuff yeah, like that for the yeah. Necrons. Yeah,
1: and then they had the, they were the first ones to get the Land Raider Crusader and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, it's a cool army. They have a loyal uh, player base. So hopefully, if you're a Black Templars player and you get something in the next Psychic Awakening, hopefully it uh, lives up to your expectations.
0: Yes, if they, I'm not saying they are, and, and I hope they do. But if there are like upgrade packs for Templars, that might be my first Primaris list. Yeah, that would be cool. Because that would be really cool. Uh,
1: I do. They, they, they look awesome. Yeah. I really like the way the whole aesthetic is quite nice. All right. Let's talk about the SoCal Open 2019, which just occurred this previous weekend, October 26th and 27th at uh, in Del Mar, California. Del Mar, as uh, you've heard us say numerous times, it, when you imagine a beach city in California, Del Mar is what you're imagining. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, we're we're literally I don't know what 400 meters from the beach or something like that 800 meters something yeah. like the water goes right behind the the venue so it's in a really cool spot uh, This was the biggest year we've ever had by a, a significant margin It grew a lot uh, this year mm-hmm. and there was a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff a lot of firsts uh, Brandon Grant lost his first game ever at the SoCal Open Yeah although he's still 17 and one at the event <laughs>
0: <laughs> He had one loss. He had one loss in three years. Yep. Yeah. But that's everyone was talking about. Yeah.
1: Um, Any like, we'll talk about that more too as we, as we dive into it. Um, uh, almost had the first kill team major of the season, which we were just shy of hitting it. But um,
0: yeah, those dudes were like totally into it.
1: They're though. super into it. Yeah, uh, really, really good turnout for kill team. though. It was, it was just shy of forty, which is a major mark. Uh, we had a Shadespire Grand Clash that uh, they had a lot of fun went really well 30k event 40k narrative event which again uh, was a big big hit people loved it uh, and then the 40k champs we fell just shy of kind of like the official super major mark we had 300 registered players but only 225 showed up round one that's like significant attrition mm-hmm. more so than, than normal we would normally expect for like 50 no 40 to 60 players with that many to not show up, we had 75 uh, for whatever reason, you know, things come up, people can't make it, get sick, decide you don't wanna go. Um, And the super major designation hasn't been, you know, officially defined or anything, but it's basically the 256 and up club. And then if you allow for normal attrition, it would put you right around 230. So we had 225, um, but that aside, semantics aside, it was still one of the biggest 40K champs events in the world. Very cool, very cool event, it ran like, it ran so smoothly that the staff was like bored as yeah. can be. <laughs> there yeah. was almost no rules questions. The ones that came up were very like easily answered. Uh, I had a couple of good ones that came up that we'll have to rewrite some of the some of the stuff in the pack because uh, we had some situations occur that had never occurred before um, that were really interesting in the way they interacted with the rules. Uh, I mean, it was on the the event was on time to the minute. It was. Yeah. Nuts for how big it was. It felt like it was like a, an RTT at the local shop.
0: Uh, it does. It does feel like that. Yeah. But it is two all day events. So yeah, you yeah. just kind of sit there and you're like, well, you know, is it time to break down yet. Nope. Yeah. Oh, okay. Eight more hours. Even, oh, okay. even
1: breakdown this year was like I know a breeze. Like, like by the time I'm, I got done doing the announcements for the awards. I turned around; the train was already all packed up and in the truck. I was like, "What? This is like..."
0: Yeah, if you guys run big, big events, you know the key is you individually bin each table, and then you just have that bin sitting on the table. And then as you go, you just clean it up. And then when it's time to clean up, you're like, "Well, half the tables are already." It's already done. Yeah, it's (laughs) not
1: so daunting. And then, like some events have like totally uniform terrain, like um, Mm -hmm. like Nova. Yeah. Um, And then you can put. They have like these gigantic boxes and they just throw everything in there mm-hmm. so if you have the exact same terrain on every table you can do that but if you don't like the way we do it or yeah. we try to have a lot of variety um, one bin per table is a good rule also as we've learned the hard way just invest in good bins from the beginning yeah we got the super cheap ones and they work well enough but when you're moving around lots of bins of terrain for mm-hmm. all you aspiring tos or current yeah. uh just get the good ones
0: Get ones that'll fit everything in it.
1: Yeah, just get the good, just spend sturdy the money up ones. Front, yeah. It's worth it because we're already replacing. We've yeah. spent thousands and thousands of dollars just on the bins to hold the terrain, mm-hmm. and now we're already cycling through and replacing it. It's just, just get the good ones to start. Yeah, <laughs> you'll save money and headache in the long haul because the chintzy ones break, and yeah, it's just they're not terrible, but you know, do yourself a favor and do it right out the gates so in total the event ran extremely smoothly we want to give a huge thank you to everybody that made that happen obviously not just our staff but um, all the volunteers Mm -hmm. all the various tos for the events scott and sheldon and and dave uh justin everybody that came out zach all the guys that came out and helped uh, make the whole thing come together we really appreciate your help it wouldn't happen without you and of course thanks everybody that came because it literally wouldn't happen without you uh, just really, just a chill, fun event. It, yeah. it encapsulates the SoCal spirit.
0: And then, uh, thank you to the uh, kebab guy.
1: Oh yeah, the food was so much better. Unbeknownst to us,
0: they two food trucks just showed up.
1: The food was so much better. I think somebody this year just last
0: year. keyed him off. Like, hey man, there's gonna be like 400 big boys. Yeah, we got some hungry gamers. Yeah, love eating.
1: And the food was really good too. And it was I got, really yeah, good.
0: <laughs> those uh,
1: those Polish the yeah. the Polish hot dogs were on point, man. Yeah, they were like super duper good. And they had a way bigger variety of beer this time too.
0: It was that, you know what, I always joke about the food that they brought, but like they've every year they've keyed it up on their own. They don't even ask. We don't say anything. Yeah. They just show up cause Cause they,
1: the first year. They're like, yeah. do you think you're going to like sell any beer and food? I was like, we definitely will. And then in the years prior, it was kind of like, eh, this year it was
0: like on point. It was great. There was like a co- like a, a coffee vendor. Yeah. Like did all breakfast stuff. Like, ah, oh, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. So then the event grew considerably. So a good
1: time was had by all. Uh, And if you did go to the event, I will be sending out the feedback form pretty, uh,
0: probably tomorrow. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that. You know, the funniest thing that I couldn't get over is that we grew significantly. Yeah. Right. But it still feels so empty in that hall. Yeah. I couldn't tell I'm like, did we grow? You're like, yeah, hundreds of more players. I'm like, it doesn't seem that way whatsoever. Like we can literally fit. We, we, we could have comfortably fit a row of tables between all the other rows, and people would still have five or six feet completely around each table.
1: Yeah, because at the Soquel Open, one of the things that makes it special is that the hall it's in is gargantuan, and every table is an eight-foot table, right? So you have two feet of extra space to put your stuff down, and every table is at least... Ten to twelve feet away from the next table. Mm-hmm. We had one row of double tables at the end. That's the only exception. Yeah. We could, li- like you were saying, we could literally shorten the gap in between tables to six feet and double the amount
0: of people we put in there, and still no tables would be touching each other. Yes, it's nuts. Well, there would, and they would have significant space between them still. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was, great. it was just yeah. It's and it's always so easy to run. It's just. Uh, Don yeah.
1: the Magnificent in the chat says, Thank you for putting on an awesome event. Thanks for coming, buddy. Always good to see you. Jifle uh, round one pairings went up two minutes early, which might have been the latest oh. benchmark of the weekend. Yeah. It was insane how smooth it went. Like, it, it was surreal how like effortlessly smoothly it went. That's yeah. not normal. Usually there's something that goes wrong, even at the most well planned events. Well, then so, shout
0: out to the BCP guys.
1: Yeah. The app is really yeah, mature. It worked uh, big time. And it's
0: so easy. People were like, yeah, how do i check in i'm like take that phone out of your pocket hit check in they're like oh nice dude it's, do you remember the old days it's yeah. so hard to even remember even a, the, the even registration a, would take hours. hours you would put the pairings up on the wall yeah oh my god
1: even a year ago yeah. it was still a hassle now people don't even there's people that will literally never come up to the registration desk once except to grab their packet yeah and i don't think we're very far away from not even having a physical packet anymore yeah right like everything's gonna be digital it makes it so much easier
0: yeah. it was it was awesome.
1: Great. Uh, well, anyway, we don't need to pat ourselves on the back too hard well, here. Well, you know. But the event went really well. Uh, Bugman 1983 says he loved the stream. Thank you, and a huge thank you to Mariana and the Falcon. You're
0: making they... it work with that 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 uh, chintzy uh, internet. <laughs> that no, that, it. Wasn't... it's just
1: it's fairgrounds internet. So it's it's, it's actually pretty good internet. You'd yeah. be surprised. They they re- they uh, installed like laser internet like it was really good uh appmeister subscriber Twitch prime thank you very much appreciate it Ooh. next level painting kenny uh, always great to see you i'm glad you made it out to the event buddy kenny looked like he was having a good time kenny went five and one he did really well lou rollins uh i'm glad you came and had a good event congratulations on winning best hobbyist nice uh well done it was very very close between um he uh anthony birdsong's army and um jim vessel So, let's jump back over to the notes. Nice. All right. So, 40K Champs, uh, all the results are linked in the show notes. Uh, Tao won it. Brian Poland at the helm. Played an incredible tournament. Um, Brian's a great guy. He's one of the best players I've ever met. Just a really good dude. He's actually got his own YouTube channel that he's been putting out content. You should go check it out. Mm -hmm. But what's really (laughs) impressive about Brian's win is not only that he won the event, which congratulations, he played an insanely difficult, his path to victory was nuts. Four of the people he played went five and one. Mm-hmm. He was the only person to beat him. The other two went four and two, not a single person he played had a losing record. That's insane. Like when you add up
0: his strength to schedule- And big names too.
1: Yeah, like. he beat Nick Donavati, Ray Ahumada.
0: Junior, Junior,
1: flea. Uh, yeah. uh, Mike Snyder. He's not really a big name. He's, no. like, a, he's
0: like a medium name. Mike Snyder Mike <laughs> Snyder somehow got in there. <laughs> I just. Who did Mike? I Snyder just did? like to tease. I like to tease Mike. He always gets lucky. I mean that's his thing. Yep. He's not very good.
1: No, he, he is a good player. He's also a I mean, I also, he's not a very
0: good person. That's what I meant.
1: Um. And we're back. We're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, my good buddy, my good Ooh. buddy, John Furhelm. Brought some uh, Carolina Reaper peppers to the event, which they're like two or three times as hot as a habanero. I made the mistake of uh, putting one of those in my f- dinner last night, and I am paying the price. Uh, fear the Reaper.
0: Because
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's been it's been a rough morning.
0: <laughs> I understand. I One time I ate, I got in my head, I was, I was like, I want some jalapenos on a pizza. And I ate a whole medium cheese pizza with double jalapeno. Like I ate the whole thing. The next like week was hell, hell on earth. Yeah. It's uh, I was praying to God. I'm like, don't, I can't go to the bathroom anymore.
1: The song that, that I'm thinking of right now is uh ring of fire.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Look at our community. At <laughs> uh, least a good chance. 15 to 20% of the people watching right now did the same thing last night. They <laughs> ate something too spicy. Oh Yeah.
1: So uh, at any rate, sorry to be to be gross, but anyways, I was tr- I was hanging in there by my fingernails, and, and that's was... why you
0: should subscribe because then you get notifications <laughs> when we're going live. For
1: I was sitting there and I'm like, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> I had to run for it.
0: Oh, uh, anyway, so back to the SoCal Open. Yeah, where, where Brian speaking of big dumps, Brian <laughs> took one on... took on Ray Ahumada. <laughs> No. Uh, Hey,
1: Mario, it's funny. It's live. It's no big deal. Just leave it in there. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Brian's uh, victory was incredibly impressive because, I mean, he beat Aurelio, uh, Ray Jr., like every single A lot of, like,
0: C-list names he took out really (laughs) efficiently.
1: But it's it's extremely impressive. And then on top of that, he had, like, 30 more combined battle points than the second place Mm -hmm. uh, John Lennon. Like, he not only played the best players, Nick Nonavati, uh, he beat the pants off him. The only game that wasn't uh, was the final game, which you really, if you didn't get a chance to watch it live, yeah. you really want to check that out. He plays uh, Team Zero Comp, Team Captain Junior, uh, a flea from, uh, from our team, obviously. That was one of the best final games I have seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. The, the only one I, that, that was more exciting than that was uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Grant's victory um, at the LVO uh, this year, which was the most dramatic finish that you could have ever hoped for. It was such – he literally won on the last move, like the last roll of the dice to win the LVO the ITC. That was legendary. And this was like up there with that in terms of exciting. Um, Junior was playing Knights with Guard. Uh, Brian obviously is playing tau, And it was just – an amazing game it went back and forth back and forth and brian ended up winning by at one point it's like yeah. you couldn't ask for a better finale than that it was really good uh interesting to note neither uh neither army was space marines or had space marines in the final table um just a, just a great a great final game they're, they're, yeah. the the both of them are really funny uh, brian you know he, just, he tells like binary jokes like, he makes computers laugh, and Junior's just really funny, period. Yeah. Uh, both super nice guys. It, it was a great, great
0: game. Uh, really, really exciting. Um, Interestingly, too, is, is one thing that she mentions, both these guys have a lot of experience playing these exact lists that they brought up. Yep. yep. Which is a theme I feel you see with all the top guys, is that you pick a list and you play it until you know it.
1: Well, and then the contrary... I mean, I agree with you 100%. Like, Brian plays Tau... Forever. Yeah. Junior's been playing the exact same army the whole for, season. For and he a plays, long time. He plays a lot. Yeah. He's really good. Um, that's more important than chasing the meta. However, uh, John Lennon did chase the meta. He got second place. He went undefeated. <laughs> he dropped his Gene Sealer Colt, picked up White Scars and Iron Hands, and also went undefeated.
0: Dropped him pretty quick?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bug 1983, thank you so much for subscribing. We really appreciate it. The Ring of Fire joke comedian.
0: There you go. I'm glad my pain... If you look like uh, you're getting...
1: It yielded some, some fruit. I don't know. There's so many jokes to be had there. Yeah. Um, but John played extremely well. Um, and then his final game was actually really exciting and interesting, too. It came down... He was actually playing... Um, no, that was his second... His... his He played game five on stream, which is a really good game to watch. He played Thomas Hechtramoke, who went four and two with pure blood angels. Uh, He beat Ruben, who was the only person to beat Brandon Grant, with pure blood angels against uh, a White Scars-Iron Hands combo. Really, really impressive play. Uh, Kudos to
0: Thomas. Yeah, Thomas somehow makes that work. His list is like not... It's nothing fancy. There's nothing fancy about it. I mm-hmm. went over and watched. He has, you know, some sanguinary guard, a bunch of scouts, smash but, captains.
1: To your point, he played. That's the that's only what he, army that's he plays. That's what he plays.
0: Yeah. And he he knows it like the back of his hand. And, and this, it's like juniors. We were talking about in the office this morning. Like, it doesn't look impressive. Like, you look at it, you're like, wow, there's a, there's a wyvern. There's a couple guard squads, some mortars. Yeah, he has a knight Valiant. That's cool. He's a gallant. But it's like, there's nothing special about it. But he's made that list. For everything to have a, a place, and then he mm-hmm. plays it over and over and over and over, and then those guys have good turnouts. They do, It doesn't matter what they play against because they have yeah. played against it. And that, that's that's what we always say. It's
1: because like, the internet gets all worked up about you know the the, the, the codex, yeah. the unit, the rule, whatever, and honestly, for good reason. There, there's there is an argument to be made there, but you you like I always say. You back the jockey, not the horse. There's a reason why you see these same people winning
2: mm-hmm. year
1: in and year out with different armies. Yeah, Player skill is more important. Getting reps in is more important yeah. um, than, than anything else, right? Now, we did see a lot of uh, Space Marines up in the mix. And then before I go there, too, wanted to, to give a shout out uh, also Colin McDade from Texas. He also went undefeated, and he had a really interesting list. It was Death Watch, Blood Angels, and Space Marines.
0: What, um, uh, do you know what fashion Iron this? Hands Okay
1: Yeah So it was really It was cool He, he had uh, the Death Watch cre- To clear screens They had mm-hmm. Storm Bolters And uh, Storm Shields The Blood Angels Were there for the melee punch uh, And then the, the Iron Hands if I, He had the I think it was Iron Hands I, I could be incorrect But I mm-hmm. believe it was And mm-hmm. uh, he had uh, some Centurions In there For the nice. heavy hitting There was a ton of Centurions
0: Oh my god There was so many I was like wondering Why Games Workshop Was sold out of Centurions
1: Yeah there was guys With 18 of them Yeah yeah, they're they're underpriced. Centurions and aggressors are underpriced for sure. Uh, that uh, aggressors especially are like criminally underpriced. But uh, assault centurions, you could get them at a super cheap. They're very durable. Um, and then there was people with 18 of them mm-hmm. in their army. Uh, so congratulations to Colin. He did extremely well too. John Lennon just barely leapfrogged him on the last game to snatch second place. Um, so the prediction coming into the event was that there was going to be a lot of Space Marines. Uh, they ended up with 23% of the field going into the event with Space Marines. That's essentially one in four people there had them. Uh, prior to this, if I remember correctly, they only represented about 6% of the field. So they've essentially quadrupled in popularity. Um, unsurprisingly, they did really well. Of the top 10, four were Space Marines and one had Space Marines in it, Colin. My prediction was actually that we would see half of the top would be Space Marines. So I was al- almost nailed it, pretty close. Um, the other armies were two Tau, it was Richard Siegler and Brian Pullen, no, no surprises there. Two of the best Tau players in the, in the country. Um, we had an Orc army, Knights with Guard, and Astro, uh, knights with guard, which was Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Grant was in there with a pure Astra Militarum. Um, and that was it. So there was not any Xenos in the top 10, which is a little disappointing. But when you expand that out and look at all the armies that went five and one or better. Well, Tower Xenos. Oh, you're right. My bad. Yeah. I,
0: There's no Eldar. No right?
1: Eldar is what it. Um, yeah, there was Orcs too. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, I I meant there no. was no Eldar in the top ten, and there usually is. Yeah. No so. Grey Knights. Uh, dude, there was a Grey Knight player went four and two. I found him. He is yeah. a legend. I
0: went look for him. You sir are you and Thomas are legends. He he had two land raiders. He had two land raiders. He went four and two. I mean, it was amazing. I was like, it was Teach me. Like you I are, was I was talking to him for amazing. a while. I talked to him for a bit. About He's a super his, nice guy. Um, too. Yeah, super nice guy. Super into it. Um, nothing special too. He had like a unit of ten paladins. Mm-hmm. He had a couple land raiders, a couple um, of the strike squads, the heavy weapon team guys, the five dudes. You know, with their heavy yep. weapons, astral aiming his uh, his land raider. Um, I think it was a god pattern, god hammer pattern. So he was shooting that out of line of sight, and yeah, he did really well. Yeah I, yeah,
1: I walked by one of the games he lost. He was playing Steven Box from uh, Vanguard Tactics. And um, <laughs> Steven went first, got line of sight with the Repulsors, blew up one of the Land Raiders, and then almost the entire unit inside died, rolling ones. I was like, oh, man. That's he's right. like, yeah, he's like, I'm pretty sure this game's over. I was like, that's... That rule needs to be savage. addressed. Yeah, I don't like the explosion that's too much. Rule. Yeah. It's... it's so, you are like, oh, I have, like, have Terminators in there. You're like, oh, wee, they're
0: dead. I'm like, what? Well, they can't use their invulnerable save against an explosion, but they can against a last cannon? Yeah. Like, what does that mean?
1: Like a, a volcano it just, cannon. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. They can shrug it off, but some shrapnel kills them.
0: Anyways, that's, that's a whole other topic.
1: But, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was really impressive. And again, okay. to your point, I bet that's his army. He's played it all the time. Yeah. Even though the internet will tell you, Grey Knights are, are unplayable. Yeah, he, didn't,
0: he didn't have all the. So, usually what you see with Grey Knights is people will bring like three Grand Masters in Dread Knight armor. You know that was I mean? popular in the beginning of the but edition. That's what people are taking. But he had like a mix of everything. Yeah. The Land Raiders. It's just like if somebody's a Land Raider and lines up against you, you give him a couple points. Dude, you buy him a beer just right like, out the gate. Jesus. <laughs> you, sir. Do you have a wheelbarrow to carry your balls around in? Because <laughs> yeah. this is impressive. Now, I mean, the, the down, like the, the one thing that I would say is a critique he didn't have enough Terminators, Grey Knight Terminators. He had
1: Paladins, sense. which are super yeah. Terminators. Um, yes. Yeah, so to your point, though, again, Jason, like, yeah. don't don't worry too much. I, I always say this: don't worry too much what people on the internet are whining and crying about, because half the time it's just super overblown hyperbole. Just play what you want to play. Yeah. Right? Just get good. Get good, scrub. You beta. I mean, like Thomas. <laughs> what you got to do? Like Thomas's list too. Like he had a big unit of death company. He had sanguinary guard. Yeah. He had a bunch of characters, um, scouts, like. It's just a normal Blood Angels list played well. And he won uh, the boy. he got, mm-hmm. yeah, he did. He won the Boise Cup uh, with that list too. So you don't have to, you don't have to chase the meta. Like it doesn't hurt to do that, but you don't have to do it. Don't feel like you do. Uh, and then there was a bunch of uh, Asher Militarian players that were, I was chatting with. They're like, we can't beat Space Marines. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, people are, people are overreacting. Like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop playing the game. Go look at Brandon Grant. He yeah. went five and one, and the one the the one game he lost um, to Ruben, who also went five and one. Uh, it was a close game up until the very end. It, it, he started to steamroll at the end, but um, Brandon played another uh, Iron Hands player around five and won the game handily. And he was like, "Yeah, as long as I was able to hide my tanks on the first turn, it was no problem."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's guard can totally. Totally still
0: win, you know. I think pure guard. It's just people don't want to play pure guard. Not the way that it should be played. Uh, maybe it's a lot of models. It's a lot of painting. It's a lot of movement. Like it, it's just a t- it's a lot. I still maintain that a pure foot guard list with some artillery elements and some Talarn tank captains, and I think you're good to go.
1: Yeah, guard have great tools. Yeah, they're really strong. Um, and like we saw in the top ten, juniors army is like. You know, he's three knights, doesn't leave a lot left over, but he's got 700 points of guard, and then Brandon was pure guard.
0: Mm-hmm. And his
1: list was, again, nothing mm-hmm. fancy. He had a bunch of Catachans. I love
0: nothing fancy tanks,
1: lists. Tanks, Bulgrin. Um, it was just very straightforward.
0: Nothing fancy, poorly painted. <laughs> it's not the best-looking army, but Most it's Most of them aren't very bad. good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what he root for. Anyways. It's... So, yeah, Space Marines are really, really good.
1: They're probably a little too good. I think that that's obvious, but they're not, like, they they you they can be beaten. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that we were seeing really frequently is that uh, chaos lists that were tooled up for melee uh, would really, do, just really stick it to the Marines. Uh, goat Boy, Thomas Reedy, uh, Kenny from Next Level Painting in the chat, uh, they had kind of similar armies with knights and, like, uh, you know, Disco Lords, and, and uh, uh, you know some infantry. Um, they were, in some instances, just steamrolling Space Marine players. I saw uh, Thomas went first against uh, um, Triple Repulsor Space Marine Army, and the game was over on the top of the first turn. Like He yeah. just smashed him. He them. was
0: running three of the Double Melta Knights.
1: Three Double Melta Knights and, and a Melee
0: Knight. <laughs> yeah. The,
1: the, the Triple, the Double the guy Melta Knight? He
0: knew it was coming, though. Yeah. He's like, uh-oh. He's like, that's the game. he just went and blew them all up.
1: The double yeah. Melta Chaos Knight is legit. It's cheap.
0: It's ridiculous. And then the current
1: meta with all these like dreadnoughts and repulsors and stuff, yeah. they're really good. They're cheap. And then they kick like, you know, charming. I, I think
0: a double, two double meltas and a double gatling is a good way to go. It's not bad. Because then you kind of have everything for all occasions.
1: Well, the interesting thing is that uh, uh, Thomas <laughs> played that matchup again later in the event, went second. And I was like, this is going to be an interesting litmus test to see how it goes because. Those repulsor executioners have, they hit very hard. It was the exact same result. Like, mm-hmm. they all shot at one night, rotated rotated ion shields, um, didn't kill it. And then he, they, same thing, runs up, smashes them all the bits um, with the knights in melee. And we saw that. Like, uh, Kenny was doing the same thing. <clears throat> the games when they did, the only downside to that army is when you do lose, you tend to lose big. You know, you lose a couple knights and you're, you're mm-hmm. hosed.
0: But um, Chaos Players can still hang. They were still up yeah. in the mix. Does Kenny, Kenny has like a mix of Demons and Chaos Knights, right? Yeah. Like he tastes like Demon Princes and stuff. Yeah. Like Thomas's list, list was pure
1: normal. Knights. Yeah. Uh, Kenny had a mix. Uh, like Frankie's list, where it's mm-hmm. the three Knights, Morty, and uh, two Disco Lords. It's yeah. savage. Oof. Really, I've been on the really receiving
0: mean. end of that with a first turn blow up of my one. Yeah. 42 inches away. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, um, yeah Chaos sell the tools, right? Like, the, the, the Flawless Host, the Disco
1: Lord, and any other army would be broken. But it's one of the only things that Chaos has that's really working for them. But it's, I don't think anybody's going to argue that that thing hits ludicrously hard for yeah. what you pay for it. Um, so in that, in the context of their army, it's fine. But if you had that in, like, a Space Marine army, that'd be insane. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. There was more variety, I think, than people were expecting, because if you look at other event results you're, you're seeing still space streams going like one two three mm-hmm. uh, so it was a little worrying but um i didn't i didn't think it was going to be like that like a bloodbath like that and it didn't it turned out not to be um there was a, a decent amount of variety and then the top 21 sorry i went way off track there bringing it back in the top 21 which were all the players that were five and one or better so we already went over to the top 10 in <clears throat> um, the rest of the 21 uh, total uh, there were eight Space Marines, uh, and then two armies that had Marines, so roughly half, a little less than half, like call it, you know, nine out of the 21 were Space Marines. Um, So still overrepresented, but it's not a complete blowout. Mm -hmm. Um, So eight more Marines, or eight Marines total out of the top 21, and then then we have three Eldar, so there were Eldar in there. They weren't in the top 10, but they were definitely represented in the 5 and one Ray was was one of those. with his only loss to Brian, there was two Chaos, one Custodes, which I got to give it to Carlos Kaiser. He was playing essentially pure Custodes, and he had a little Marine detachment with three Thunderfire cannons in it. I was very impressed that he was able to do that with just, you know, basically normal Custodes against mm-hmm. some – he played some crazy armies um, using the terrain to really help him out uh, to his advantage. So, well done to him. Um and of those marine lists, the the, the most successful were infantry based. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, White Scars, Raven Guard, um, and Iron Hands. Uh, Nick Nonavadi was uh, Iron Hands uh, uh, brigade. Steve Pamperine had a Raven Guard uh, army. There was a couple Raven Guard armies like that where they would just throw all these assault centurions at you. Uh, Ruben and John Lennon both had White Scars Iron Hands with a mix of uh, a bunch of different infantry units and some dreadnoughts. Mm-hmm. That Iron Hands dreadnought is nasty. Oh my goodness! Um, but mostly it was infantry. And then there was I think two two of the Marine players that were on, that went five and one or better um, had the triple repulsor or double repulsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them was triple repulsor Iron Hands with Air Force. The other one was Ultramarines two repulsors and a bunch of dreadnoughts. It was actually, really cool, very cool army. So there was, there was a pretty good variety in it. Like, none of the lists were the exact same. And uh, it definitely it definitely feels like after the changes to Iron Hands, it's the infantry armies that are yep. going to give you the most mileage. Although we did have a couple of vehicle lists that did make it up into that bracket. So it's, it's interesting. Enough,
0: I only saw one guy that was doing the three repulsors on the Sky Shield. Yep. Well, um, that was so overhyped, that, and that was like his go-to. Though there were like two guys that did it. He would—that was like his deployment. He was like, "I'm going to put these guys on the sky shield, and yeah. there we go." But he I was laughing too. He yeah. was like, "Yeah,
1: this is silly." He's like, he go, "The sky shield so Did he not go pretty far?
0: He did. He, okay. I, He—I think was he that would, the black with the, the, the black repulsors? Yeah. yeah.
1: I think one of his only losses was to Brandon Grant.
0: Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, I would I periodically watch him, but that was like his go-to setup. He's like, "All right, well, here goes this, and here goes that, and yeah. there I go." So it was
1: yeah. it was a great great event, um, a lot of fun to be had, and I was looking forward to seeing the SoCal Open to see to get kind of a feel for where the, the meta is at. Because some of these other events where you're seeing like space Marines go one two three, mm-hmm. they might have been a little bit smaller, or like you didn't really have as wide a variety of, of, of well, school players. Well, it was
0: also before the FAQ.
1: No, this was after after the FAQ. And no, you were still, still, one, two, three. still mm-hmm. winning, like Iron Hands specifically were still winning events. Interesting. to well, jump into the chat really quick. But um, uh, we had players coming from the East Coast uh, as far away as Iceland. We had a bunch of players come from the UK. Zach, mm-hmm. head TO of the LGT, was
0: there. A bunch of Irish dudes.
1: Yep. The, some of the team uh, ETC Irish team members were out there. So we had a really good sampling of talent from a wide variety of metas. Yeah. And what we saw was uh, <clears throat> Marines are doing really good, but they're not unbeatable. Yeah. They're, they're not unstoppable. Uh, but, but, but uh, it's not the number of Marines. It's a win percentage. Yeah, never mind. Jumbo is talking about the fact that their Marines are overperforming, and they—they they are. I think everyone can see that. Like it's factual. It's not hype. Um, but hopefully, with with some of the stuff coming out with uh, Psychic Awakening and Chapter Approved, going to be you know bringing in a lot of points adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, things are going to be crazy. Like it's—it's <clears throat> it's, the meta is not going to settle at all you know, for the foreseeable future. It's it's gonna be really wild. Um anyone see stacking repulsors? We saw people putting them on Sky Shows and they did okay. Mm-hmm. There's a couple couple people who did it. Uh Klopfoot, did the Custodes player use Sagittarium Guard? I think he did. I don't remember 100 percent Um Florida showed up pretty big, says so Jifle one. Yeah, Brohammer, Team Brohammer did extremely well. They had three of the top ten uh, players were from their team, Richard Siegler, John Lennon, and uh, Ruben. Uh, Texas uh, represented really well, too. The guys that came out from Texas, I think, lost a combined total of, like, two games or something between three of them. They did, they did extremely well. Um, K.R. Quinn, yeah, we, I was hoping that we would be able to get Salamanders and Imperial Fists in there uh, to really see where things are at because SoCal is one of the uh, biggest events out there but it just the timing just didn't work out so we'll start seeing how they're performing you know this next yep. weekend um and it's gonna have I'm, I'm really curious to see how salamanders do because of all the things we talked about on the last episode yeah i could see them being a uh, wrecking ball or perhaps not because it's all such close range stuff anyway thank you to everybody that came out for the 40k champs we'll put up some more analysis and stuff on the blog uh but for now that gives you kind of an idea of what went on in short Marines are really good, probably too good, but they're not absolutely dominating everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, AOS champs. Uh, congratulations to the French overlord, Jeremy Vessier, who won the event with his fire slayers going five and zero. Congratulations, buddy of the 55 registered players. We have 46 show up to roll dice. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: not a gargantuan event, but it's, it's really strong growth. It's, it's, if we keep growing the way we are, it's only a matter of time before it's going to be a huge, um, uh, really really fun event. Scott does such a good job. The terrain was amazing. Um, and of the four or four and one or better players at the event, we had obviously Fire Slayers, Night Haunts, two Grand Hosts of Nagash, Skaven, two Flesh Eater Courts, and a Legion of Sacraments. So a lot of death armies were up in the mix. Interestingly, no Slanesh, which is not normal for the AOS meta, so it was interesting to see that. And no, no free cities, but maybe it's just too soon uh, for them yeah. to make a splash. Uh, on the thirty k, the thirty k side of things, the traders won this time. Uh, really well run event by Zach. It looks like it was a lot of fun. Uh, for Shade Spire, the Grand Clash, Matthew Cassidy won the event with the Grimwatch. Watch. Well done to him. Kill Team Day One, Michael T. Holy, the one and only. Ooh, he came
0: up and talked to me a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's super. He nice. laid hands on
0: me. Ooh i felt you've been blessed i felt really good after
1: he uh he won with azayani day two he almost won again with space Marines but he was defeated in the final match by emmanuel mitsinikos excellent mitsinikos who won with orcs so well done let's take a look at what's going on in the itc and of course as always if you like the itc you like what it's about you think it's improved your gaming experience and your hobby consider supporting it financially through the patreon Hundred percent of the money goes back into the ITC to help cover cost, because it's really expensive to do.
0: There's lots of used people's yeah. playing this. Ten thousand. Yeah, just the, more? just the server fees
1: alone, month in and month <laughs> out, are, are more than most people pay for the rent. Um, so yeah, any uh, any support is greatly appreciated. You can do so for as little as a dollar a month. Wow. For the cost of one cup of coffee, you can save this. Starving kids.
0: A $3 cup of coffee.
1: (laughs) Uh, Upcoming events in 40K this next weekend. We have a major, the TOK team tournament in Varbarg, Sweden. Mm. And we have a GT, that's a major. We have a GT, the Mid-Missouri Maelstrom in Ashland, Missouri. And the Front Range GT in Westminster, Colorado. Very cool. We have some upcoming AOS events. Uh, Check it out on the calendar doesn't look like we have any GTs coming up or majors, but there's quite a few RTTs. Your current 40K ITC top five competitive track with SoCal added in Jim Vessel, Katisa Lidipak. Interestingly, Jim didn't have his best event. No. He went two and two, and then he he decided that uh, discretion was the better part of valor. Yep. Ducked out, although I do have to say his new army is beautiful. He got second best hobbyist. What was he playing this time? Chaos. Okay. He, he was having a bit of a rough, rough weekend.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he's also a good sport. Like he came out to me and it was joking about his private jet, stuff like that. So like, I'm glad we joke about him a lot, but he, <laughs> he is a nice, he doesn't have a private a jet. Nice does he? No. I don't think so. really, he's just, he's a really nice guy. And yeah, he, there's some, some stuff that went on, but I don't know. He just said, I feel that like he played it correctly if I was in his shoes.
1: Yeah. he Yeah. There was a little online drama, but yeah. that's not even worth talking about. Yeah.
0: But he's still in first place.
1: Yeah, so we, um, Jim is sitting pretty, right? Like coming into the LVO, even though the LVO is gargantuan. Yeah. Um, if if Jim just has to win, like he just can't lose basically day one. like so I think as long as he makes it into the – if he makes it into the top eight, it's almost a certainty that he's going to win, mm-hmm. the ITC. And I think even if he doesn't make it, but he wins enough games in a row, I think he'll, he'll still have it sewn up. Yeah. Um, which we haven't seen <laughs> anybody dominate this hard – since pj pants won the itc in year like two um way back when when he was just so far ahead of everybody else oh
0: that's the old days the old days that's yeah. when he was best orcs yeah for having like two units of orcs. And he was summoning
1: demons and yeah. stuff. God, i don't, <laughs> do not miss
0: the old days i do baby. not
1: miss seventh edition in yeah. any way shape or form but uh the thing is is like jim has earned it like he's gone to a million events and he's won like six events yeah this year like he won a depth you know he he's definitely put in the time and the investment to, to kind of coast into it in, in, at the LVL, which, is, which, which that is the way it may work out. But if he does lose a game early, mm-hmm. um, if he loses like round one, two, three, I think even four or five, um, it's, it's up in the air.
0: I don't see that happening, though.
1: Well, I mean, it happened at SoCal Open.
0: With Brandon Grant? No, with Jim. He, he lost oh, early. Yeah, but he, I mean, like if he was really bringing his A game <laughs> – uh, it's going to be interesting. Like he, was, he was in San Diego to get down, all right? <laughs> down to on 40K was just, it was happening. <laughs> yeah, you know? so. T- it, g- take or leave it for
1: him. He's like, eh. It's going to be really interesting to see how it goes down because if he does stumble out the gates at the LVO, it's it's anyone's game because all everybody else yeah. is really close. I mean, Richard Siegler has is, is got a little bit of a, a head start on everybody else, but um, the rest of the top 10 are within like, points of each other right mm-hmm. so uh it's gonna be really interesting to see how that that happens and then richard of course is sitting in second place yeah coming off his win at nova and then a really strong uh um, performance at socal nick Donavati uh in third place and he's been playing his iron hands um he did really well at the socal open too but brandon or uh, brian poland beat him handily mm-hmm. uh showing that the the tau can still give marines a really bad day uh, John Lennon in fourth place and Manny Chima in fifth. Also, want to give uh, a shout out Brian. He's jumped up into eighth place out of nowhere. Yeah, he wasn't even remotely close in the rankings, but he did. Uh, uh, he's been doing really well lately, so good for him. 40k hobby track top five. Jim Vessel continues to lead the pack. Paul Winters in second. Uh, Dominique Corette in third. Lou Rollins in fourth. Lou did win best hobbyist at SoCal, nice. barely beating Jim. Uh, So when that score gets in, he'll go up. And then Matthew Bodnarchuk in fifth. Age of Sigmar, current top five competitive track. Jeremy Vessier jumps into first place with his win at SoCal. Alex Gonzalez moves into second. Anthony Lawrence in third. Matt Pashmi drops down into fourth. Chris Bergman in fifth. AOS hobby track. Rich Waters in first. Jeremy Vessier moves up into second. And his army does look very nice. Uh, That'd be pretty interesting if we had both AOS and 40K. Uh, yeah. one, the one by the same person for hobby and competitive
0: in when he was doing his 40 K thing, he always was winning best painted.
1: Yeah. He's a good painter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt Beasley in third, Alex Gonzalez in fourth and Matthias crucial in fifth. Shades by top five. Ivan show in first. Look, at, that, by look at those numbers. Yeah. Well, they're, they're starting to get more of no,
0: his numbers over the next person. Oh, yeah, he's dominating. <laughs> he also has one more event. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, Matthew Martin in second, Tony Field in third, Daniel Velasquez in fourth, F- Philip Santa Maria in fifth. Kill Team current top five. Rich Waters uh, moves into first place. That is definitely not accurate. Oops. Jeremy Vessiere,
0: whoa! I
1: copy pasted the wrong one.
0: We have our first hat trick. Dang it! I'm sorry. Uh, I will get that updated. Kill Team, mm. we love you. My yes. bad. Kill Team stream. Is awesome. Yeah, they do a great job. So into it. Ooh, look at this. I wish I had that passion for, for anything. anything in life. Yeah. It wasn't just dead. Inside. Yeah. Anyways. Look at this <laughs> awesome
1: Star Wars Imperial Whoa. Assault Nexu that we painted for a client.
0: You knew what that was? I remember, I recognize it from the movie. This was um, part of a much, much larger commission. I wish we had more of those photos up. But yeah, this is just uh, two of the models that so were done for this client, um, tabletop standard, you know, um, but lots of detail on it. It looks looks really good. Uh, We, so we do, if you guys do play Imperial soul, I'm not sure if you listen to our podcast, but if you do, we, we, we plant, we do a lot of the Imperial soul and also, um, what's the other one? There's two Legion Legion. We do a lot of those as well. So let us know, hit us up. All right, let's jump into chat, answer some questions.
1: um, hmm orange brush miniatures uh you just you you can poke around on facebook you'll see it it's not worth talking about Uh, Uh, uh wolf priest carl says did brown magic have a chance at all to win yeah nick didn't lose until round five um when he played uh he played brian and in my opinion i don't think nick deployed the way he should have um and I'm not, no dig on him, Nick's an incredibly good player. I'm not trying to put him down. Cause I was walking around checking it out and the way he deployed, I felt like he was deploying too defensively. Mm -hmm. Um, Now Brian went first, whenever Tao goes first against you, that's always a challenge. And the terrain, um, or I'm sorry, the deployment was like the best possible deployment for uh, Brian. So he had had some luck, Um, but then when I saw the way Nick deployed, Brian countered it perfectly and um just really gave him what for mm-hmm. those uh those ripped those burst tides, oh man, they just mince marines
0: they do it's rough, the commanders aren't no slouches either
1: no in uh, Brian was playing quad fusion Ooh. uh cold stars, and they're in this current meta those they're so so good um it, it was really it was an interesting game, and I'm sure Nick will talk about it on um on his various uh content sites mm-hmm. Um, but Nick, no, Nick did great. Uh, he went five and one. And he performed extremely well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he didn't get knocked out until right down the home stretch. Uh, Kill team
0: streams in there. Kill team stream. He's he's saying the top five. Michael T. Holy is go. number
1: one in ITC again. Of well he done. Is. Well done.
0: It was never a question.
1: One uh, salty. One <laughs> salty John says, "Why are so many people blaming you for things and memes this week?" Yeah, I always get that, but like this last Easy week. Easy target. I, this last week, I've been getting, like, mm-hmm. a lot more than normal. And it's like people are blaming me for, like, bizarre things I don't have any control over at all. Yeah. Or they're, like, misquoting me on things. It's, I don't know. It's – it's I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, yeah.
0: A lot of mid-tier players aren't very good.
1: It comes, it comes with the uh, – it comes with the job. You just got to roll with it. Uh, A lot of people too, like still absolutely do not understand the whole magic box thing. It's so funny. I was like, it's not an ITC thing. It's straight out of the rule book. Mm -hmm. The only thing we did is say that you couldn't fly a vehicle inside of a building because that's silly. Mm -hmm. Like an airplane just flies into your house and then flies out. Uh, Even though that is what the rules say. That's the only change that we made. So A lot of people still just don't. Don't, uh, don't get it, but yeah. it's all good. Um, yeah, Nick uh, Nick played against uh, Rich Kilton. Uh, Rich did really well, and he uh, managed to
0: beat him. Rich is a long-time or player. Yeah, that's all he plays. Diehard.
1: Ar- Erastin blames me for the extinction of the dinosaurs, indeed. I am old enough, according to some people. All right. Uh, are the new Space Marines... Uh, are the new Space Marines codecs... The syntax there is interesting. The baseline for the next codices regarding their overall power asks Wargame. Well, obviously, I can't divulge any specifics. Um, but the, the, the Space Marine book, okay. I think, represents kind of like an evolution in the way the codexes are being put out. And uh, you got to remember, too, timing on things. Um, the consumer often gets confused because they're looking at things as they're happening in real time which is totally understandable but these things were worked on a long time ago
2: mm-hmm. and
1: not necessarily exactly sequentially so um as they come out to the consumer it can be confusing because they don't seem like they line up um exactly like a, a really good example is Chaos Codex 2.0 uh where people were you know expecting updates and all this stuff but it was it was just like a consolidated codex so it's the story doesn't exactly make sense from the point of view of the consumer. Right. Right. Um, like don't, I wouldn't expect everything to be like space Marines, like immediately, um, from, you know, from now in, in, in Perpetuum, mm-hmm. uh, psychic awakening is going to help a lot, but it's like, it's not, it's not a new codex. It's like adding stuff to existing codexes mm-hmm. as we saw with, the uh, um, blood of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a tough question to answer. I, I can't fully answer it. Hopefully that helps, but, um, the best thing you can do as a consumer of the product, a player of the game, is to let GW know that you like or or dislike, or maybe you like the the, the format of the Space Marine Codex, and you'd like to see that applied mm-hmm. to other armies. Um, and,
0: and buy buy the new product. That's the best thing you can do. Really show them that you approve of this. Indeed. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, and then eventually, when they get back around to your Necrons. They're like, man, look at them. Everyone's buying all the new stuff because it's so powerful. It's make Necron's really powerful. Boom. Now you're in, baby.
1: Yeah. I know. I I wish I could talk about all the amazingly awesome stuff that's coming, but I I just can't. And it's double-edged sword. Like when you get to look into the uh, the scryer's pool and see what's coming, it's cool, but you have to like hold your excitement in. (laughs) It's It's just the way it goes. Uh, Dawn the Magnificent says Ricio was slacking. How did Tau win?
0: Uh, true. Riceo has really not been smacking Tau, he, he's
1: he's on vacation or something. Because I mean, Tau won. No, Ricio's
0: dead. <laughs> we haven't seen him for a long time. And this yeah, is what yeah. happens all of a sudden, Tau runs away with every event, dude. Too powerful.
1: I know. Uh, uh Tau have won Nova and SoCal, the two biggest events. Uh, excuse me. LGT was, was won by, um, uh, the the Invitational was won by Eldar Flyers, and the Open also was won by Eldar Flyers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you know we'll have to wait and see, but uh, the, the the it's going to be crazy, right? Like the Psychic Awakening. Had, each book has very varying degrees of impactfulness. Some of them are very impactful, like the the one coming. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Some of the let's answer a couple more questions here. Erastus uh, says I miss 7th ed Codex is where you get a full page I don't unit. miss 7th edition I don't miss anything about 7th edition I hope it, it, it
0: I, I think we as like a, like a community we have PTSD from <laughs> 7th edition it's so yeah. awful yeah ugh
1: uh, Wolf Priest Carl says in regards to Jason's gains how much is put into leg day
0: um, here's my training schedule it's Monday chest Tuesday arms Wednesday arms Thursday chest Friday back saturday arms sunday leg extensions nice that's it
1: i do 12 ounce curls monday through friday Erastin's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh or i'm sorry one salty john says uh, brian did really well at the lgt too. yeah i forgot like brian uh brian's a oh, good friend and and he he went with a big group of americans that we brought from the west coast to the lgt he did the best out of all the americans uh that came in our group um he went undefeated, and then uh, Will and I went five and one. Will mm-hmm. went five and one with pure nids, which that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Brian all of a sudden just exploded up into the rankings because yeah. LGT was like 400 people. Well, he got
0: his, his new software patch <laughs> installed. <laughs> he got the update, yeah. yeah. You see, it uh, runs much better. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Brian, or not uh, Brian, um, what's his name, needs it.
1: Um, Erastin says, just the new codex. Uh was set up, not the edition. We were talking about how the codexes are set up. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh but, 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 once Al Dijon says I should have gotten hazard pay for having to head judge LVO during seventh. Yeah, you 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 gentlemen earned your, your veter your veteran stripes for sure. Uh, seventh edition. It was so confusing to be a judge back then. It was nuts. Uh, Somebody's
0: got I mean, uh, maybe I'll just do it and stop being lazy, but like a, a whole article series on seventh edition. Jesus do it like
1: uh that like was a, like like a war dog. this is what
0: happens when a company legitimately writes rules to sell models and this is what happened well
1: it was like there was no like they were just releasing products there was with just nothing no support. yeah they're like
0: well we don't even want to write points anymore so you get free stuff if you take these models isn't that cool and you know
1: uh john asks can you get the author of the for the emperor articles to put out more content that's hilarious uh no by the emperor yeah if if you haven't had a chance to check him out, there's a new uh, series of articles on Frontline. Uh, and for those of you still waiting on your application, I am getting through them. It's just a very slow process. Um, he wrote. Uh, he's writing a series of articles called By the Emperor, and they're really funny. You should go check them out. Um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, Lou Rollins and Seventh Ed, Vortex Mayhem, Sucking Up Terrain vehicles. Vehicles. Yeah, let's not even talk about it. It just makes me feel I want to do
0: like a 7th edition retrospective podcast because people forget. Exactly. You should do it. like I a, think people like have a those, those a lot of people have those like memory blocks where you say something like, Oh, I forgot about that. It was bad. I forgot about the mechanic on a six. You removed a whole unit.
1: Yeah.
0: You're like, yeah, that was real. That was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything under the template. Oh, <sighs> endless demons. Summon- oh, it was so bad. Anyway. anyway uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, that the game still kept growing and there was I, yeah. it, people were still having fun. It wasn't all bad. It was just mostly bad. Um, also, <laughs> thank you, Luz I appreciate that. It made me feel better.
0: Wow, you just, you just improved his um
1: Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, this assu- this um, assuages some of the people the people's fears about space marines in the meta. Um, they're good, probably a little too good, but they're not absolutely dominating. Um, but you know, time will tell. We'll see how it goes. Psychic Awakening is going to spice things up quite a bit, plus Chapter Approved. As we we move down towards the... uh,
0: What's the next next big one? There's only a few left for the year.
1: Well, there's Warzone ATL coming up. That's a big one. And we'll
0: see how Salamanders do. And Imperial Fists, who who are also very, very good.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see how Salamanders do in the wild. Yeah. Because I definitely had some concerns about them in the testing process. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, they're they're they have the potential to be devastating, and Imperial Fists are really really good. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not exciting. They're very meat and potatoes, but they just shoot your pants off. You know that they're, they're very very strong shooting army, yeah. which is always very good. Um, at any rate, thank you all so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 660 of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will talk to you all next Wednesday.